I wasn't always this fat. I used to be a tub of lard. In fact, lard was my favorite food. I'd use an ice cream scoop to make lard sundaes, smothered in hot bacon drippings, crunchy chunks of pork rind, with a pickle on top. To cut the grease a bit, you know. Even now, just thinking about it makes my mouth water. Sometimes I'd go on a diet. I'd buy half a dozen pallets of the world's best diet food, Twinkies. The diet was simple. All the Twinkies I wanted, but only Twinkies, nothing else. After a week of this grueling diet, I'd put myself up on the scale. Since it was impossible to see my feet at that time, much less read the scale, I had to guess my weight. It usually seemed like I'd lost a few pounds, so I'd celebrate with a hot lard sundae, extra pork rind. Man, that crunch used to drive me wild. This was before the prophet came to power. I was working as a D.C. cop, and when I wasn't patiently explaining to criminals their constitutional rights, or reminding them that the American justice system was the fairest in the world, I was eating. On a typical shift, my partner Harry Green and I would each consume three dozen donuts, two large pizzas, seven or eight Big Macs, depending on our appetites, and, for dessert, hidden in the trunk of our cruiser against all regulations, our secret icebox of chilled butter and lard. I confess I never could understand his preference for butter. We'd cut off thick wedges, let them melt on our tongues. For a time... It seemed like heaven. Looking back, I know that it was hell. I will never forget the first time I heard the prophet speak. I had finished my shift and grabbed a bucket of fried chicken on the way home. A light snack before bed. Crashed out on the sofa, the bucket between my gargantuan thighs. Flicked on the news. And there he was, running for president. Food is a drug, he thundered at an arena full of blubber. People just like me. You don't need to eat. That's a myth. All you need is air. Then he proceeded to do something extraordinary. He showed us his teeth, opened his mouth wide, and chomped down on something invisible. He chewed, jaws working up and down, then swallowed loudly and patted his stomach with a satisfied grin. If I can do it, he shouted to cheers from the crowd, you can do it too. He railed against the agro business special interests that had brainwashed us into thinking that food was harmless, had corrupted our youth with their addictive caloric substances, and filled our hospitals with patients suffering from heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. Global warming, crowded jails, nuclear weapons, drivers who forget to signal. All our social ills are caused by one thing only. The stuff we put in our mouths that we don't need. By food, by calories. And by eliminating the source of all these evils and enforcing a zero-calorie air-only diet.
We turn our country into a city on a hill, a light in the darkness, a beacon that other nations may follow on their own journeys down the superhighway of purity and air. There is hope, the prophet declared to a sea of worshipful faces, their double and triple chins quivering with joy under the stadium lights. Hope for a food-free world. Ask yourself, whose fault is it that you're fat? And his face went grim and the crowd fell silent. It's their fault, he roared. Them, the fat people. He pounded the podium with his fist. How can you be thin if you're surrounded by fat? As if on cue, the crowd began to chant, Down with fat! Down with fat! Down with fat! Don't blame yourself, he shouted to cries of swooning adulation. You must see the change you wish to be in the world.